0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. The other day, I was watching my Instagram stories like a good girl, keeping up with my peeps, and Screw the 9 to 5 came on. And they're I love like... That you need to go listen to this podcast. And I was like, okay, tell me what I need to do. I like being told what I need to do. But they were basically like, we had John Lee Dumas on our show. And now he's replaying it on his show, EO Fire. And it's all about keeping the most profit possible, basically. And I was like, piqued my interest. So I will put like a giant caveat. If you make 500,000 or more per year, I think his episode is going to be right up your alley. But if that's not the world you live in, then I want you to sit on this discussion because we want to talk more about what that means for people starting out and growing to multiple six figures because I think it's different discussion. Well, and I
1: also have seen the question pop up in our group a lot where it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. When you're trying to scale to half a million dollar business or a million dollar business, what can you expect for your actual profits? And like people who say that they have a seven figure business, what does that actually mean? How much does it cost to run a seven figure business? All that stuff.
0: Like, let's just get into all of it. Yeah. So... I think the thing you need to know at the very beginning is some simple things about accounting, which doesn't (laughs) sound super fun, but like, (laughs) let's dive into some basic math because these are things... We're going to have a
1: real quick, boring segment, and then it'll get interesting again, I promise. Oh, for sure.
0: See, the problem is, I would say the vast majority of people go into business hating math. Or even if they don't, even if they don't hate math, like they may have never taken an accounting class. They don't really understand how balancing books works and all that is fine and dandy.
1: Because everyone just
0: teaches you about
1: fucking algebra and calculus instead of personal finances. And that is my rant about education in the United States. Okay,
0: well, I, I did take, many rants. <laughs> I did take an accounting class in college. But it I was took a personal good- finance class and it
1: blew my mind. It's the first uh, math class I ever got an A in. Oh, well, cuz it was accounting- real life scenarios instead of the distance of train A and train B meeting up at what speed when it's raining. No one gives
0: a shit, Sandra. Well, if you're an engineer, that's actually a really, really good uh, engineering school. A lot of people do, honey. Yeah, I don't need that shit in (laughs) high school, though. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So basic accounting principles. You have top line revenue, i.e., every dollar you make in your business counts towards your total top line revenue. Okay. Your profit is All your revenue minus your expenses. I know that's simple, but for some of you, you're like, I honestly didn't know, and thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. So, one of the things you need to be paying attention to, whether you're starting or growing your business, is how can I make more profit? I think so often businesses in general are using their top line revenue as a measure for success not going to lie, us included. They're like, oh my gosh, I reached six figures or oh my gosh, I reached half a million or a million or I mean, multi-millions, which is amazing. But they use that as a level for success. Like, Once you reach this threshold in your business, now you are successful. Now, I think the problem with this, and I've definitely seen some people get real ranty about it, is that if you are making more money, people want to know how much more is it costing you to make that money? Because in any business I've found making more than 150000 maybe, you need help in order to grow it. Not necessarily people but you might need more systems, you might need more software, your expenses are just going to go up as you scale. And eventually, you're going to need people to give you more time because you're going to be time spent time, like tapped out, right. And so what happens is that there's this balance of, okay, if I were to make a thousand extra dollars a month. What could I do in terms of spending money to make that money? I think probably the most popular trade of dollars right now across the board is spend on Facebook. I'm going to put a dollar in a Facebook ad, and I'm going to get back ten dollars, which p s if that's happening, you are winning the lottery right now because that's not happening. I would say. Most people on a good day are really happy about spending one and getting two, but that's a whole nother story. The goal with anything in business is for you to be happy, healthy, and ultimately earning what you need to be earning personally to support yourself. Like that's my goal for you guys. I want you guys to be financially independent, where you you don't have to rely on anyone else or anything else in order to do the things you want to be doing in your life. And I know that that number is different for a lot of people. And I know that number, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, when you reach a certain threshold personally... Mm-hmm your some people are going to be super satisfied and ready to just settle down and like keep that going and what do i need to do to keep making that amount and then some of you are going to reach a threshold where you're like how can how can i make more how can i move past what i just need and get into that category of want and often the first thought is what can i do to take it off my own personal plate. And I'll tell you right now, especially the lower your total revenue is, the less you can spend. And now, I'm just going to say overall, it's not just it doesn't really matter how much money you're making. If you can tighten up the ship in terms of your expenses, it's going to dramatically change how you feel about your business. I know people that will go and make 60000 in a month, which for some of you sounds like you're like, I would love to make that in a year, which I totally get. But those people are spending so much that they're losing 10000 that month. Like they've overspent, IE they made 60, they spent 70 to make 60, and so their business lost $10,000. And I know some of you're like, "Literally how? How would you ever be in that position? How would you ever over like overcompensate that much that you would end up spending more than you're making?" Well, friends, I'll just tell you that sometimes it just happens. And we've been there. Okay, are you wearing our dirty laundry? No, no. <laughs> but what I am saying is that if you can make the most profit possible, honestly, I think the happier you're going to be. Truly, hundred yes, percent. Because although revenue sounds fun and feels fun, and
1: a that's like that sexy, and like this is what my business makes. No one gives a shit what your business makes, Tina.
0: Yeah. No, they don't. No one cares. No no one cares what your business makes. And that sucks sometimes. But the truth of the matter is, you are going to care, especially at the end of the year, how much your business made in terms of profit. Because that top line number becomes completely irrelevant all of a sudden. And so how can you keep more what what are your, some of your ideas for how you can keep more, Emily? Have less overhead. Well, duh. But like, <laughs> what would you suggest they maybe not pay for on a monthly basis that they are paying for? Oh, that they are? Oh,
1: oh, I think that the fastest thing that adds up in business and we have to do this check for ourselves. We do it about once a year now, but just because we're investing in less, but... I think at the beginning, it's really easy to add on like all of the softwares and memberships and access to this and pay for that over here. And if you're looking at them individually, where it's maybe $7 a month or $20 a month or not that much, um, that shit adds up. And I think really at the end of the day, if you can condense your softwares, condense your tools, and really truly ask yourself like, what is the ROI, even that this this system or tool or whatever is bringing you to put it on the chopping block. So I think asking yourself that like once a quarter in your business to see if there's stuff you can cancel.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's as simple as downgrading. Like yeah, we do that. (laughs) Doesn't always mean you have to completely get rid of it, but you might be paying for like the pro version when you could have the basic version and that's the kind of thing that you'll see more come out of that later. Yeah. I know a lot of people have this tendency and this mentality that, okay, you know, the end of the year is rolling around. I know we're in the middle of the summer, but pretend like the end of the year is rolling around and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get some stuff to reduce my taxes. I got to buy some things to reduce my taxes. Well, what you're literally doing is spending your own money. So if you go buy a new computer or you upgrade how much office space you have or if you, I mean, literally buy anything, what you're doing is putting those dollars not in your pocket. And so depending on how your business is functioning in terms of are you a corporation or are you a sole proprietor or whatever, at the end of the day you personally, I'm I'm just guessing, you personally want to be making the most money possible. And although taxes can sometimes suck <laughs> and feel painful, I look at it as exciting. The more I have to pay Uncle Sam, the more I am making that year. So like, as long as you're saving for it, and you're being proactive, and you know what's coming, then that's not a shock. And you can you're still going to make more. But if you keep spending to try to reduce your tax bill, then you're never really making money. You're just accumulating things. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales.
1: One of the biggest
0: surprising
1: lessons that I've learned being in business is the. I mean, and this kind of goes back to what we we're just talking about, but like, truly, the more that our business makes, doesn't necessarily mean that that's more that we get to keep or we get to personally make. And I truly, do, and I know this is different for every business. I'm sure there are businesses who've done it for a and who've done it for more, and everything in between. But like as we were scaling and growing and wanting to reach the goals that we said that we wanted to reach the the amount of money and effort and team and expenses it took for us to get there was a lot more than I expected and I think it was a really big culture shock living in the you know two to three hundred thousand dollar business range definitely from you know it's very similar still to the hundred thousand dollar business range but going from that, to a half a million and then trying to scale above that, the just the differences of what is needed in order to grow and scale, like continues to blow my mind. Where I've said, I think in times of just stress and overwhelm here, or I've been like, let's just go back to that time where we made less so I can make more money. And so I think it's just funny how how that works.
0: Right. And so I think sometimes That is true. Sometimes it's going to be easier for you to make $100,000 having a $200,000 business versus making $150,000 and then needing a $400,000 business. Like, that the $200,000 business is all of a sudden going to feel really sexy because there's a lot less work involved. I mean, even if you were to scale it back entirely and just say, you know, I want to make 60000 or 40000 this year, it's going to be easier for you to do that and not make a ton more than that than for you to try to way overshoot it and have really high expenses. Well, yeah,
1: well, but also like this goes, this is kind of the part two to our episode that came out last week or whatever, on the fact that it is easy to make a $100,000 in your in your service based business. And we think that that should be what you aim for. There, this is kind of a twofold conversation, right? It's easy to make that six figures because six figures really isn't that much, but you are keeping a lot of that profit. But then it's harder to make a half a million and you might keep just as much or less profit than you did when you made a hundred thousand
0: <laughs> numbers, Great. man. But for real, like, I, I mean, we definitely made more, but not, it doesn't, for us, it has never scaled one for one. Like the more your business ba- makes, the less... Percentage of profit there is in the business, I would love to say 500,000. You can have 80% profit. I mean, show me someone who's doing that. I would love to meet them and love to ask them a million questions. Well, I think like we went
1: into it really jaded, like leaving, I say leaving, but like scaling, you know, when we were at like 206,000 and then continuing to grow from that. I think at least I expected those profit margins to stay very similar. And when we finally like sat down with our bookkeeper and we're like, okay, but what should we be aiming for? And his percentages and expectations were far different than what I thought they should be. And so it's like both comforting to hear like, oh, okay. Okay. Like we we're not going to have 90% profit margins making, you know, that much revenue in the business, but is is that something that we that we want and kind of going through the headspace of recognizing that you're going to be bringing in less profit if you're if you're wanting to scale like that and that quickly.
0: Yeah, I think I just want I want you guys more focused overall on profit than revenue. Like I would rather you be looking at ROI, then how how are you going to make your next $100 or $1,000 or $10,000? If you can be like, I know if I do this, it gives me this result. Let me repeat that again. I think so often we're like, we're all over the place. And I get it because we want to diversify and all these things. And I've been told, I can't even tell you how many times someone has quoted, the average millionaire has seven income streams. I think part of the problem with that statement is the average millionaire is a multimillionaire. We're not talking about one millionaires. Right, <laughs> right. The people that have 1 million dollars in assets, they're not necessarily doing a ton of stuff. They may be doing one thing really really well and then as they grow, they're investing in other areas. The other thing that I know John brought up in his episode and something I definitely agree with that Emily and I have talked about is that your business may get to a point where for you personally to make more income, it may not make sense to scale your business. It may make sense to do something else entirely, which is an odd, like, place to be. in as a business owner, cause you, you love your business. It's your baby. It's this thing you've spent all this time and effort on. And the thought that you would go out and it feels like cheating sometimes, like go out and do something else. It can feel really Well, I think, weird and this is, you know,
1: speaking just for myself, but I know I can't be the only one. Like we, we do think that we put this pressure on our business and we think that if we've created this thing, then all of our success, no matter what that looks like to us, has to come from this thing that we created. And I think that we forget that we've built these businesses for a variety of different reasons, right? Um, to free up our headspace and have more time with our family and our kids and creative energy and blah, blah, blah. Well, because of that more time and creative energy or think other pa- time for passion projects, right? What if those are there because of your business. And those are there to help build the blocks of this really bigger picture, right? I think that we try to squeeze the one result that we want out of one thing, forgetting that we've designed this life in our business to maybe also show us the opportunities that are there in other places.
0: For sure. Well, and I think one of the things that People talk about a lot, especially when it ter- comes to scaling, is I want something passive. I want whatever. I have not found literally anything in the business world that is truly passive, where you just put dollars in and you see results. Like that's not something that happens. Literally, the only place on the planet I have seen this happen and it is truly passive is in the open market, i.e. like investing in stocks or mutual funds or whatever. And I'm not saying go out and buy stock in Apple. I actually think that's a really bad idea. I highly... not
1: giving financial advice in this episode. That is not what we're doing. Huge major disclaimer. If you lose
0: your shit, don't come after us my suggestion would not be investing in individual stocks but would be working with a financial planner or advisor who's going to take a small fee manage your money for you and likely put you in a super diversified fund and it's a it's a long term game it's 100% a long term game you can't in the stock market you cannot double your money in a year. Literally impossible unless you're you're playing the game like a hardball and like are doing the daily shit that's really dangerous, honestly. You could lose so much money that way. There are people who do it, but the vast majority of people make a small percentage like 5 to 8% a year and growth. And then obviously it's compounding. So when your dollar grows, the next year it's going to grow again. In business, your business is not guaranteed. You may have a year you double and the next year you lose money. I know that sounds literally insane, but that is literally how business works. Unfortunately, how people like to be sold to how the market receives what it is that you're offering, what the market is looking for. It's constantly shifting. And so your business has to adapt. So I would love to say it makes you're more in control. And while sometimes you are, you may get a bigger payday sooner. Like I could probably double my personal income sooner in my own business than like going and investing in the stock market. That is 100% true. But I think you need to be playing both games at once. Because otherwise, if you have a year personally, where you're making less money, but then you have investments outside of your business that are making you money, you're setting yourself up for retirement. I don't want to be in a position ever... Where I'm burnt out and exhausted, and I don't want to be working anymore, or I can't be working anymore, or my health declines, or whatever, and I don't have a safety net. And so I know that's something that's really important to me. But I think looking at other forms of like how you can reach your financial goals is a really interesting thought. And it can be like something you may like say you do have a social audience or say you do have a website. It may literally not make sense for you to ever mention it to those people. Like I know Emily is working on flipping houses with her dad. And then I know Jared and I have been seriously considering buying property to either rent and or turn into an Airbnb. And those sort of strategies... Like why I would talk about that on here. I mean, I could talk about it on the podcast, but in general, like I'm not going to go out and then change all my content. I'm still going to run a business and it's still going to be focused on the thing I need it to be focused on. But I'm also going to do things that are setting my personal finances up for success.
1: Yeah, I just, I really encourage you to just look at your goal holistically. And instead of trying to squeeze it out of just one thing in your life, see where how you can make it happen because of all of the things you have going on in your life, I think it takes a lot of pressure off and diversifies your security down
0: the line. So but it, I, I definitely think in the beginning, it can be distracting a little bit. So it might be, you know, in those first couple of years of business, when you're working on increasing your revenue and ideally, your profit right along with it it might be as simple as i'm going to focus 100% of my time on the business but i am going to take 5 10 15% whatever you can afford of the income you are taking in personally and reinvesting that through a financial advisor that that way you are focused on the one thing cuz i think the problem that i see early is that when people are still trying to like set the foundation and get their business up and running and scale it is they they want to do all of the other strategies while trying to do this thing and your business is so time consuming. And so like the fact that Emily would consider flipping houses is not something I would ever have wanted her to consider 2 or 3 years ago because it would have taken a, a lot away from what we were doing because we needed the time. Now we have time. Time is an excess now, which is great. But that yeah. wasn't a luxury we had in the beginning.
1: For sure. Well, I hope this math lesson helped you guys. <laughs> well,
0: for real. like It's the simple stuff. I think focus more on profit, less on revenue. It doesn't have to be sexy. Do what it makes sense for you and your business. And If you're starting to grow and scale, definitely go take a listen to the podcast at Screw the 9 to 5 or over at EO Fire to hear John Lee Dumas talk about keeping more of his profit. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless.